You just talked me into it. The Lions are back in the playoff hunt, baby. We're in the playoff uh, picture. <laughs> We're at four or five in the next five. Welcome back. Welcome into the Lions Share Podcast. Duval down the Lions 40, 40 to 14 over the Jaguars. Roaring victory for the Lions in the den. Did exactly what they needed to do after a tough loss to the Bills on Thanksgiving and a long week to rest up. They did it, Andrew. Four of five complete. All the kudos in the world to you, Andrew, for calling this just about a month ago. You heard it in the intro. We'll play the full clip in just a minute. Andrew made this call. I don't know how serious he was when he made this call, but Andrew made this call when the Lions sat at one and six. Hard to believe that was just a month ago. They were one and six. Now, five and seven. Yeah, well, you know, tough road. Here we go, boys. We knew it was going to happen. I was only a six-pack deep, slightly inebriated for my stature at this moment in time. but Did not know that. Fair statement. Well, you know, it's a fastball every time. Um, but we got five more to go, and that's, and that's what it's going to take. We're going to fight this young team, get some momentum going into the last, uh, last little section of the season, and we'll see what they can put together. Packers, Bears, Giants, Bills, Jags. You just talked me into it. The Lions are back in the playoff hunt, baby. We're in the playoff uh, picture. <laughs> we got the Packers at home. Easy dub. They're a defeated squad. Who's next on that list? You say something about Bears the Bears? on the road. <clears throat> Lunch. Give me the next. Did you say the Giants? Correct. They got to start dropping more, more, more L's. I told you we both had them at the bottom of the list. They're about to start dropping a lot of... A lot of L's. Dayball Magic's gone. That's three right there. Who's next? Bills? Yeah, that's a loss. <laughs> okay. So and we're gonna, gonna, I'm we're assuming gonna, you're going to give the Jags a W. A W City. At home? Oh, yeah. No way. We're, we, we're four and five in the next five. Okay. The the way I presented it to you was over under one win. That's that's where we were at as Lions fans and, and shareholders alike. It was, it, it was those, those were some low days. Um, that was the episode that Josh called in and, and called for Dan's head. So um, we'll look at him now. Um, things are looking up five and seven. Still slight chance of the playoffs, but we'll we'll get into that um, and get into the full edition of everything from today's game against the Jaguars. Talk about the NFL and uh, the wild weekend in college football where everything went wrong for the, the, the number three and three uh, number three and four team in the college football playoff. So, special edition today, we've promoted a shareholder to the board. Please welcome Mitch from Fort Wayne. Welcome to the throne. Mitch, just just say hello to the nice people on the other end. Yeah, hello, nice people. Uh, Really excited to be here. Happy you guys let me in. Uh, I'm just going to try not to uh, tank the podcast, and hopefully, uh, hopefully all the listeners appreciate me. And if not, I'll just talk to you guys anyways. Be the Jared Goff, be the Dak Prescott of this podcast. Just be serviceable. Let your defense handle things. Let your offense use the weapons that you have on offense and just let the chips fall where they may. That's all I have for advice for you. That is not the quarterback comparison I want to draw, but I'll, I will accept it. I'll put in the work. We, we, we don't have much tape on you just from the calls in. So this is your game. This is your prove it game. If you're good enough, there may be a future here. May bump you out for Tommy. Who who knows? Anyway, I got I got something I'd like him to prove right off the start, please. Um, 
You're here now. I, I believe the, the original call-in dogged Anzalone hard, and I'm with you on it. <laughs> Over the last month stretch here, how has is, how is your attitude changed? Would you like to say anything? I uh, Yeah, so I actually have in here expect expect Andrew to say something about Anzalone. <laughs> I knew this was coming. He has played well, particularly the last couple of weeks. I'll, I'll eat crow. You know what? I'm I'm okay with it. If he plays this well, fair game. Uh, it's not going to break my heart if they do end up drafting another linebacker, signing one in free agency. But the hair is playing well, so I, <laughs> I apologies to him for now, and I I will eat the crown. That was fair, and but expect him. It, it was flowing. It was flowing today, and I I've got a couple landmines in the notes just for you. So let's talk. Let's talk about this game. Woo. Vibes were high today. Fans were happy. The team was rolling. I had the Christmas tree lit up. I had the lights on. I had the Dairy Queen hat on. It was a good. I I told both of you guys in text that um, stress free game for the most part. Uh, not a not a lot to complain about. Way too calm for me to be feeling on a Sunday afternoon in the fall. This has been a rare form, um, uh, especially in the Lions victory. There's been some calm days where they get blown out, like the Patriots game, where I just throw in the towel and I'm calm because I, I at that point it's over with. But this was the first win in a long time, years, years, dare I say years. This one was this one was even far exceeded the Giants victory where it was just pretty calm. They were driver's seat all day long. There were flashes, these flashes that we talk about of what this team can be. They were very immense today. You could really feel it. I'm getting sucked into this team pretty hard. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, Andrew, what are you feeling about this this team today? Everything you said and more. Go back to what we said on Wednesday, keys to the game, and they got them all, right? They they want, went out and scored on their first opening offensive possessions, first and second half. First defensive possession, you go and do what? Turnover. Leads you to turnover battles. You won that. You won time of possession. You won total yards, rushing and passing. I mean, all the check marks were there. I've got a laundry list of things. Um, game notes. J-Mo was back. That was that was the big one today. That uh, not very much involvement from him. Just more of a decoy. It was it was at one point becoming a, a meme almost. Where every time he was out there, it was an automatic run play. So they they stopped doing that. They they targeted him a few times, but um, uh, obviously the chemistry is not there, and, and um, it's 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 not full J-Mo season just yet. Um, but to echo off of what you said, exactly the keys to the game uh, and my game notes here, I've got a laundry list today, this week. Only one penalty, turnover battle, turnover battle one that um, you mentioned, and they got it early right off the bat. Um, Deshaun Elliott with the with the tackle and the fumble, and <clears throat> Anzalone with the fumble recovery, uh, offensive explosion, 437 yards from the offense today. 337 yards passing and exactly 100 rushing. Uh, in Wednesday's episode, uh, one of the keys to my my one of the keys I had to this game was uh, 100 yards plus is what I wanted to see from this Lions offense rushing. They did exactly that, 100 even, um, classic. Uh, 31 first downs. I believe that's the first time they've had that many first downs since 1982. So that's thrown it way back. That's 40 years. Um, on third down, they were eight of 12. Pretty solid day on third down. No punts all day long. Poor Jack Fox, highest paid punter. See you later, buddy. We don't even need you. Um, <laughs> time of possession. 
Time of possession is always a big one for me. Sometimes overlooked. 36, yes, 36.50 for the Lions today. Oh, nearly 37 of the 60 minutes in the Lions possession. 36.50 to 23.10. They just dominated the, the time of possession. This far exceeds any um, time of possession that they've had this season and probably last couple of years as well. Um, they ran 19 more plays than Jacksonville. Kind of crazy. Swift was much better today. Uh, finally going upfield, um, even though Times was dancing around um, when he when he could have just gone upfield. Goff was good, uh, not great. I think he was just a few throws slash decisions short of great today. 31 of 41, 340, two touchdowns, no interception. Clean day from him again. Mr. Serviceable does it again. Um, Dan called a great game, uh, being conservative again, taking points. A uh, uh, lot of field goals today. Uh, ben Johnson, stellar on the offensive side of things. Aaron Glenn um, just continues to dig himself out of the hole that he put himself in to begin the season. Um, <clears throat> and besides that, I've got a funny one here, but seems like uh, Jacksonville got away with some pick plays and a lot of false starts. I don't know if you guys caught that. I saw it, and it's a, it's a reminiscent of last week uh, with the Buffalo Bills just lining up in the neutral zone consistently with no call. Yeah, same same thing. I don't understand it, and Ben, I texted you as well. Just it feels like the refs always find a way to be a pain at some point. You, even when the game was handled, it, you know, a couple of suspect calls at the end, just not shocking at all. Sitting sitting here as Lions fans. Yeah, the the glaring uh, egregious uh, pass interference that wasn't called. I, I was shocked to not see them call that. That was. I mean, that's that's almost uh, New Orleans Saints-esque. Yeah, apparently he uh, uh, didn't uh, didn't stop running, so that that counts, I guess. He turned his head so like he was he saw the ball. I who knows, man. However, you want to justify that trash. That sounds like a Blandino original. Oh, <laughs> uh, probably. Uh, I thought I thought they did an okay job in the first half, and then the second half they kind of. They, they just, I don't know, not a clean day from the refs. But um, I was surprised to see them give that catch to Chark early. Um, and Dan challenged it. Uh, well, a rare challenge from Dan. I think that's only like his third or fourth of the year. Uh, but I was surprised to see them give that catch to him. I thought it was a catch uh, live. And I, I continue to stand by that it was a catch. But I was surprised to see them overturn it. I thought they may go with the play on the field there. I thought the opposite. I, th- I thought it was a catch live. And then when uh, I saw the replay, I thought, oh, there's no shot we get this one. This is, That's not a catch. I didn't think so either. Lions usually don't benefit from those calls. But, hey, new look Lions. Not the same old Lions anymore. No more SOL. I love it. They, can we get T-shirts going? Is that a T-shirt yet? What? No SOL? Just a SOL with, like, a cross through it and line, like Lions uh, font. Man, I thought I was gonna have to fight somebody at the last Thanksgiving last week. I know you had your own troubles that you were uh, treading those those waters, but uh, as the Lions were losing that game to, as the Bills were lining up for the field goal, which you know was clearly probably gonna be the game winner, right? Um, somebody who I don't even know their name was at Thanksgiving and said, "Oh, something," basically just trashed the Lions fan base. And I said, well, "I'm right here." I just. <laughs> It was one of those easy chance because it's always been the easy joke to just be like, "Huh, same old lions." They all, everybody always thinks they're gonna be good, and then they just do the same thing. Until they change the ownership, they'll never be different. 
the forwards. You got to get rid of the forwards. Yeah, it's lazy at this point. Find a new slant. No, it's it's low hanging fruit. We're on to new things here in Detroit and as shareholders. Um, stats from the game today: Jamal gets number fourteen, just uh, automatic from the goal line. Swift hundred plus all purpose between the yards on the ground and through the air. Saint Dr- Saint Saint Brown bow down, Mister Third Brown. Wow, this is a tongue twister. Saint Brown bow down. Third down crown once again. 11 catches, 114 yards. Just Mr. Reliable. Chark with a revenge game against his old team. Six feet short of 100 yards. He had 98 through the uh, through the air receiving versus old team. On these defense, Kirby Joseph with eight tackles led the defense. Uh, Deshaun Elliott had five. And, of course, the big force fumble right off the bat in the game. Anzalone with the fumble recovery and, the, and a TFL late. Shout out Mitch. Houston had a sack, which almost looked like it was going to kill uh, Trevor Lawrence. And uh, Hutch and Benito Jones shared, shared half a sack. Um, uh, ending off the stat line here, Money Badger with four of four today. He was just money all day. And uh, Khalif Raymond added some nice returns on punt and kick. Jack Fox didn't even see the guy. It's just awesome. I mean, if you look at the box score, it's just amazing to see. Like, keys to the game. Every time you possess the ball, get points. I mean, the la- the only time they didn't score was on the last play, Lions possession, end of game. Everything else, points, points, Victory points. formation, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, oh, it is just picturesque to see the Lions in victory formation. When you see it, we're not used to that. I didn't see – I didn't see the stat, but I was trying to figure out the last time I've seen a game from the Lions where there was zero punts. Oh, God. Yeah, Tommy, get that up in the scorebook. I don't know. I know I saw some people in the Pride of Detroit Twitter thread talking about, like, when's the last time you thought uh, saw a Lions team win, like, this convincingly? And um, yeah, there were some people throwing it back to 2010. Some, 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 you want to talk about long-time Lions – you had some in those comments sections for sure. 2017, as a quick follow up, was the last time they didn't they played a game without a punt. Before that, it was 46 years prior in 1971. <laughs> Goodness me! Wow. Thank no you, Tommy. That, Go ahead. That, no wonder that stat wasn't blasted all over the TV today. 2017 no, saved them from it. <laughs> The the Fox booth couldn't be asked to um, do provide those stats today anyway. They, they they were off their game all 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 day long, and I know Mitch has something to say about uh, the two that were in the booth today, Robert Smith and Chris Myers. Yeah, if you're gonna toss it over to me and let me get fired up, I'll go I'll go right at it. First, yes. Man, Rob, Robert Smith is just the goodwill version of Tony Romo. He's just horrible. <laughs> he he. He just tries to do like the play-by-play breakdown. Like he he is supposed to be the analyst, the insides yes. guy, and it's just horrible. Like this stuff that he says is so bad. And Chris Myers, Chris Myers. If I hear one more person complain about Joe Buck, well, there are people like Chris Myers calling games. I might lose it. What was he talking about? He couldn't even figure out his own audio. <laughs> I, I just, I the whole the whole game was just terrible it's just he pulls things out of i don't even know a surging jaguars team i think he said at one point because they won last week is that what we're calling surging uh yeah i 
at the time, I think I had texted you, Ben. I was very fired up. And even before we started, I was still fired up. It, I just can't describe how bad they are. But yes, Robert Smith. Robert Smith is terrible. I, I'd rather listen to, I, I don't even know anyone. I, I guess I'd rather listen to Chris Myers, if nothing alone. <laughs> for, but for comedy, call the game by himself. <laughs> Yeah, Chris Myers needs to stick to NASCAR. That's where he belongs. Uh, he's actually pretty good in NASCAR. Uh, give him credit there. I don't know if, I don't know what he is in the NFL. It seems like just what you said. Uh, it seems like sometimes he just shows up. Like he's all right. I'm here. Like I'm guess I'm calling a game today. And I think he does his homework because I, I I follow the Detroit Lions fan page on Instagram, and he he'll be in the comments. He was in the comments last night talking about the game. Like I think he's prepared. I I just think he gets in the booth and he loses it. I don't know. I can. I can relate, I guess. Sometimes I get on the microphone here and I, I forget about what world I'm in and um, then I have to strap it in and do do this number. Andrew, you can appreciate this. Yep, I know I'm you with you on it. Speaking of which, I saw the 49ers doing this today. That's a copycat. That's get Can out. we get a patent on this? Get out. Maybe it, maybe it's been going around. I don't know. It's, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, this this resided in Detroit and, uh, and it shall be that way for the, for the future. But to circle back about Chris Myers, every time I see him on the list, I don't know why I didn't see it on 506 Sports, but um, I, I I I cringe because I know what I'm gonna get. It's the same thing every week. Uh, there was this was a bad week for him. There was a week I think last year or the year before he was really bad. Like he was calling teams the wrong teams. He was doing all sorts of things. Um, today I can't remember who he called the Jaguars, but he called the Jaguars the wrong team. He called them like uh, yeah, he did that a few. He couldn't figure out the down. When there was the audio issue in which he addressed, because there was a, a legitimate 30 seconds of no one saying anything, my my honest thought was, is he pouring shots for him and Robert right now? Is that what's going on? He Possibly. is just clueless. It, well, and he, uh, I can't remember what play it was or what point in the game it was, but Robert Smith started to say something about the play. He was he was doing like like you said he was doing the color com or the play by play instead of color commentary for a minute, and then Chris Myers just jumps over him, starts talking. He's, oh sorry, we're having some audio issues. It's like well Robert was just talking. I'm not <laughs> sure why you bumped him. him. <laughs> yeah, just dunked on him. Robert should have piped up. Chris, I'm fine. Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, and he just cut. Uh, Robert was saying something legitimate to the play that just had happened and, and Chris just jumps over him. I don't know what was going on. Maybe you couldn't hear him in his ear. I don't know. They're standing next to each other. Um, but why? Yeah, that's a not, not, not the a booth. That's for sure. Uh, this is not Greg Olson. This is not Greg Olson. Yeah. The move is to do it like Andrew does and just mute the TV and turn on red zone. Or like I was, Ben, we were talking, mute the TV and turn on Dan Miller and Lomas Brown. Lomas Brown is just as big of a lines guy as you can get. They throw it down to TJ Lang on the field like that. That's a solid crew. And I, I think Dan Miller is as far as radio announcers go. And I'm obviously a little biased, but Dan Miller does a damn good job. A damn good job. Some people might say <laughs> uh, if you weren't if if you didn't say it, I was I was right there lining that up. I, you put that on a tee. Yeah. L- Lomas is a man of the people, but I don't know, man. Yeah. Andrew Siciliano over at Red Zone isn't much either. He don't he hypes you up for plays. He'll be like, I don't know, be like Denver turnover. Here we go, and be like, but it's not. It's on the Ravens. Gotcha. Like, dude, come on, don't mess don't, with me. Don't give me the don't give me the Goodwill vision version of Red Zone that you watch on DirecTV with Siciliano. Andrew, uh, oh, no. Scott Hansen, Scott Hansen, Red Zone is here. 
and Siciliano is here. I've never that been is garbage, with and that is going to be off the air next year when Amazon buys it. Oh, please do! I have Amazon. <laughs> it's going to be Scott Hansen and Scott Hansen alone. The only reason Siciliano does it is so that you you direct TV people out there can get us a feed separate from Red Zone because it's you don't you can't afford Red Zone. I'm cool with that, man. You know, I'm still bumming anyway. They 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 package it with Sunday ticket. I'm getting on. A, Mitch has me on rants right now. I need to just chill out. I need to. Do you know? I'm doing it. it. This right here is is going. I'm grounding this energy right the now. The passion is through the roof right now. I think it started with I I kind of the announcers had me going today, and then I think you got a little fired up about the uh, 49ers stealing the seatbelt, which <laughs> I think they really are. They they need to buckle up with Jimmy G out for the season, so they, they might foot. need it more than you. Yeah, they're, they're, oh. they're in a tough spot. Yeah, I could tell that was a broken foot. I'm not even a doctor. You could see that live. That, that was a broken foot or, or ankle, one of the two. Um, but the, here's the thing. The, the Jimmy G, like, he, he even more so than Goff or D- Dak Prescott or whoever, like, he is the body for that team. Like he doesn't will them to any victories. Like they win despite him, not with because of him. Right? Like G- G- Jimmy G is not the. Re- I don't know why we're talking about Jimmy G right now, but <laughs> we'll talk about that in the NFL section. Let's table that for now um, before I get fired up again. Um, let's talk about the game. We already talked about it, but let's just go through it. Um, uh, Chark revenge game, Marvin Jones revenge game, Riley Patterson revenge game. Shout out Andrew for telling me that one. I f- forgot about that as well. Um, just just a bunch of guys playing their former team, which is kind of cool. Uh, like I said, Anzalone turnover battle early. Um, that's check. The Lions got to win the turnover battle every week, and they do it right off the bat. Like I think it was like 13 minutes into the game. Uh, Second minutes, play. 13 minutes. Um, yeah, with 13 minutes in the first quarter, so right off the bat, a hell of a tackle, nice stick, and just just. Deshaun Elliott, far um, far away from the the time where he posted on his Instagram story about when he wanted to leave Detroit. Like, uh, what a turnaround from that guy. Whether or not that was true, um, seemed like he wanted out at, at like two games in. Um, yeah, uh, Lions get the touchdown early. Aminra St. Brown got a tipped pass to him. And then Jamal Williams punches it in for number 14, as we said. I'm so conditioned to Jamal Williams, though, at this point. Um, Scoring from the goal line, like uh, when it's when it, when it eventually comes a day where he doesn't punch it in from the goal line, I'm gonna feel uh, like I'm missing something. Mitch, do you want to fill him in on the bad news? No, it, it's already happened, pal. He did it. He fumbled. I mean, that's why it was so well, devastating to everybody. Is because it's just so automatic. That one fumble is just because it never happens. That was in the past, man. It is tough. But I did, a little disappointing, though, to see another fumble from him today. Didn't you know they got it back? But from someone who's built their career, so to speak, a little bit on just ball security, you know, a couple clutch moments today wasn't really clutch. It didn't. It was kind of irrelevant, but still a little disappointing. But it is. I mean, I but I think I texted you. If you, if you're looking for Jamal Williams on a Sunday, check an end zone. <laughs> yes. That's where he is. If he's missing an action, that's where he is. Uh, put up the wanted posters. He's in the end zone. Um, yeah, and then they, they seem to sw- switch the uh, emphasis to, sh- uh, to Swift the rest of the game. Uh, Jamal got some carries late but uh, and, and Jackson as well, but uh, it seemed to be Swift's day to carry the load um, both through the air and on the ground. Uh, I There was so, dude, I, I don't know about you guys, but but reading body language on the sidelines, 
Jamal scored that touchdown, and when you see the two of them on the sidelines together, Swift's looking up at the big board, and he's just fucking pissed off. He's just straight pissed off that Jamal's getting all the touchdowns, and he's not. And I think he fucking voiced it, and they made made a point of emphasis to just give him the ball. Yeah, and and I think they've got to work him into it, right? Like, he very clearly needs the carries to get back to what he was at one time. Like, it's a mental thing. He's just got to get back to that old Swift and uh, seems like he's getting closer, getting closer as he as he figures it out and uh, gets healthy, 100% healthy. Um, why don't you watch the F-words there, bud? It's <laughs> my bad. You Mitch Mitch gets on the podcast and you got you got something to prove to him or what? I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible influence on this podcast. I've got it all out of order. Andrew's dropping fuck words like it's just no big deal. Like it's we're out of control here. I Poor forget Tommy's the kids listen everything. to this. Yeah, I I will say that Swift did look. He looks way more confident, and I don't know if it's because he needs that fire, but you know we kind of touched on too. I just. He, he, he looks really good with the, the cuts and things like that. Put the shoulder down one time, dude. And I know he's hurt, and I know that's, like, the wrong thing to say, but he broke that one, uh, that short uh, pass down the sideline, and he almost juked air to get out of, out of bounds. Like, just one time, I, I, want you to, I want you to go get that contact. And, again, he's got the hurt shoulder still, and, you know, I know he's working on that, but – Man, go find it. You can't really be mad that Jamal's getting all the all the tutters when you won't put your shoulder down. It kind of just is what it is. He's getting Jamal the love, you know. Ooh, there it is, the best of. <laughs> uh, how about that throw? I don't know if you remember. It was early, um, first quarter. Golf to Chark, uh, where Golf kind of just dropped in in there, forty-one yards. Nice catch too on the other end for Chark with the with the defender's arm laced in there. Um, probably the throw of the day for golf, if I'm concerned. That's what they were trying to do on that third and one last week. Yeah, and it was not there last week, that's for sure. Uh, finally, golf can put one in there deep. Uh, need to see him do that to J-Mo. Uh, yeah, especially with J-Mo coming back. He's got to find a way to dial in those deep balls. Yes, sir. Uh, let's talk about... Um, St. Brown, just a great day all, all around. Uh, he gets the touchdown to put him put the Lions up 14-3. Lions win the first quarter as we break down the quarters. 14-3, Lions take the first. Um, second quarter, Swift finally gets to go upfield, as we talked about. He starts to go where he's supposed to go. Chark gets a catch, no catch challenge. Dan, rare challenge, gets the... Gets the call overturned. Uh, drive stalls, field goal. This is where the field goals start. And uh, Money Badger goes up and kicks one in. 45-yarder, 17-3 Lions. Lions get off the field on third down due to a Kaminsky block. Said this one to you, Mitch. Trevor was throwing some low ones across the middle, right over the D-line's head. The deflections had to be coming. This was it right here. Yeah, happy to give you the credit that you so gracefully uh, bestowed upon Andrew at the top. You did text me that, and then it, it was felt like plays later. It, it happened. So great call on your part. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I was hoping for more as the day went on, but uh, it just kind of fizzled out from there. Um, other side of the ball, Goff was just, this was a kind of a questionable decision-making play by him here. The, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the two right, uh, two receivers fall down on third and three on the right side. 
Uh, Goff kind of scrambles and uh, tries to juke guys, which he's not the best at juking. Nah. And uh, it just kind of falls down. I think it becomes a fourth and six. Uh, so that was one of the, the things I talked about at the top where jo- Goff was good, but not great just because of a few things where he just he just couldn't couldn't quite get it. Um, so that led to a field goal. Uh, again, a recurring theme here, 20 to three Lions could be 28 to three. I kept track at this point. I started tabulating what it would be if they were scoring touchdowns on this drive. Boy. 28 to three if they get a, if they get a touchdown on those two drives. Um, uh, but, but, but obvious hold on third down for the for the Jags. I thought um, just have that in my notes. The Jags pick up a third down. Um, Lions were one in one or the Jags were one for five on third down prior to that. Uh, so it was just a great day on third down for the defense going into that uh, two for six at that point. Lions holding to a field goal. Twenty to six Lions. Other side. Of, I'm rolling through it now. Um, third and one run. Nice to see the Lions run the ball on third third and one when the defense knows it's coming. We've talked about this as point of emphasis for Andrew and I the last couple of weeks. Um, Love the second and 10 play call. Basically a run to St. Brown where you throw it out wide, um, yes. gets the first down and gets them to the two-minute warning, uh, ensuring that you're going to be able to score before the half and not leave the Jags with too much time. Dan goes ultra conservative. Field goal again for uh, the Money Badger, but I think we were all happy with that. 23-6. to six. So if that was a touchdown, would be 35-6. to six. Um Points on every offensive drive uh, so far, and this became the theme the rest of the day. They get points on every drive. Um, could be 35-6 to six if they didn't settle for field goals. And then James Houston comes in. Trevor Lawrence, scary injury. Looked like could be, you know, potentially uh, a, a, a big one, right? And right before the half, the half kind of awkwardly ends there. Andrew and I talked about this in the halftime capsule coming up. Uh, both of us were feeling pretty high and mighty. And then that happens. They're like, ah. Oh, well, that's kind of shitty. Yeah, that. Sorry, it, sorry, Andrew. No, you're good. It did look bad though. And before we get to the halftime capsule, I take back all apologies. Now that he's not injured. Same. <clears throat> yeah, we were basically laying out his funeral, like uh, <laughs> thoughts and prayers. You know, like uh, careers over. Uh, <laughs> speedy recovery, man. I mean, obviously, I didn't do the uh, halftime capsule, obviously, but I felt the same thing. It felt like a really good half, and then that happening, it just kind of makes you feel icky. Like, ah. Oh. God, now it's just going to take away if he tore his ACL or whatever. It's like, oh, it's no good. Yeah. But, yeah. Ha- yeah, happy he's okay. But I, I think that's fair to rescind all all yeah. apologies. You don't want to win that way. Yeah, Trevor's Trevor Lawrence is like a good a guy. You, you don't really have a lot to say bad about the guy. It's not like it's Aaron Rodgers. You know, we probably wouldn't have laid out the, the T's and P's so heavy if it was Aaron Rodgers. Most definitely. He's not a division <laughs> guy. You don't see him often. He's young in his career. You want to see him do decent. Yeah. Yeah. Let's roll the uh, halftime capsules. Tommy. How am I supposed to record this when I was feeling so good and then Trevor Lawrence has to get what looked like a bad injury right before the half? Great play by James Houston, but uh, just unfortunate for Trevor. They're right before the half. I, we don't know the extent of the injury right now. We'll obviously have the full update in the in the in the full pod. But wow, um, solid half from the Lions altogether. Uh, just sucks that it has to come down to that on the last play for the for the Jags because that stinks. So uh, all that aside, Jamison Williams is back in limited role. Hasn't had a catch yet. Should have mentioned this in the in the podcast on Wednesday, but this is a chark revenge game as well as a Marvin Jones revenge game 
Uh, Chark winning that battle so far. Right off the bat, Deshaun Elliott, nice nice strip and uh, tackle. Stood him up, got the ball. We've been seeing this from these Lions defenders over the last couple weeks, and uh, there's just ball hawking out there. Love that. Jamal Williams gets number 14, balling out yet again, automatic from the from the goal line. Lions got a couple scores, St. Brown, and uh, then a bunch of field goals. If we account for every field goal being a touchdown, it would be 35 points right now for the Lions. Instead, we're sitting at 23 points. Unfortunate. Would have liked to see a little bit more um, of a push there by the Lions offense, but it is what it is. Um, Lions get the ball out of the half, so that's huge. Uh, get some points back on the board. Let's get in the end zone. Let's step on the throat and twist. Stepped on the throat in the first half, just didn't quite put it away. Get some more points on the board. Defense, continue to do what you're doing. Uh, settle them for field goals and get off the field on third down. They were at 1.1 for five now, two for six. Um, so doing a good job there. And and we wish the best for Trevor Lawrence. Let's go, Lions. Step on the throat and twist. Lions fans, here we are. Holy cow. We're going to be going into half. I kind of got a bitter taste in my mouth. So let me start by saying, Trevor Lawrence, I'm sorry. I feel bad for you. I don't, nobody wanted to see you get injured. I feel, I just feel really bad for you and your career right now. So apologies right off the start. I hope you're going to be okay. Uh, but Lions, 23-6 going into half. Defense hasn't given up a touchdown. And the offenses have scored, I believe, on every possession. No punts. This is it. This is the flashes come together in a complete half. Let's see it go into the second half. I mean, this is complete start to finish. Special teams, offense, and defense, and coaching down to the challenge on the DJ Chark catch. This is just incredible. Um, we're probably going to see a backup quarterback, so let's just go defense uh offense take care take care of it early go out put a put a score on the board right away seal them and uh then defense show what you're worth let's let's finish this off let's go live all right so yeah as andrew said um we rescind all comments to trevor lawrence as he made an incredibly speedy recovery came back out in the third um but andrew and i both kind of um typical talking points for halftime capsules happy with what we were seeing from the offense Defense was getting it done as they needed, uh, got the turnover, and uh, just doing their job. And then um, our, our always our emphasis is step on the throat and twist. They felt like they kind of let it off, let off things there oh, with the field goals in the first more. half, and then and then the second half. Uh, we'll talk about it in just a minute. But um, uh, you knew no lead is ever safe with the Lions. You just you just don't feel comfortable any, ever. Um, this one felt pretty comfy, but. Uh, just, just knew that they had to continue to conduct business and uh, don't let Trevor Lawrence come out and uh, be a hero, uh, you know, trying to try to will the team to victory. So into the third quarter, Trevor Lawrence comes back. Um, prior to that, Lions get the ball. Of course, Lions get a touchdown right out of the half. Exactly what we asked for, exactly what they needed to do. After failing on a couple drives and settling for field goals, they finally find the end zone yet again. Swift um, nearly gets in. Then they give it right back to him. Um, and he dances around, does what Swift does, bounces it outside, nearly gets caught short of the goal line. Uh, they gave it to him, which was a little surprise. They didn't review it um, harder than that. But uh, Lions go up 30-6 to six at this point. Nice nice cushion. Trevor Lawrence comes back um, surprisingly quick. 
and uh, looked pretty good. Um, didn't notice a, a big limp or anything like that. I, I, I will have to see what occurred after the game as far as x-rays and things, but um, I was surprised to see him come back. I know you guys were as well. Um, on that drive, I just had noted Barnes was playing really well um, on this drive, uh, but the but the Jags kind of easily go down and score, make it 30-14. to 14. They get the two-point conversion. Um, <clears throat> worst drive of the day for the defense by far, obviously. Uh, just way too easy. They were kind of just playing deep and not um, not letting anything over the top. Uh, just put, let uh, the Jags just chomp their way down the field. Uh, the only good thing I think about that was it took a lot of time off the clock for the Jags, which was big. Um, but uh, it felt like they just kind of let some air out there. The fans kind of got quiet, and the defense just kind of laid down in that moment, especially on the two-point conversion as well, although it was a pick play. It did. It was like they just like kind of fell into rhythm with what was happening. But on a side note, did you guys know Evan Ingram played for the Jaguars? I didn't, but I did know that now. He um, <laughs> was on the Giants before, right? Yeah, that's what I thought he still was, too. I had no idea until he, he had his first catch, and I actually yeah. did a yes. double take. Like, the same same guy? Yeah. <laughs> I, I also I, thought. No idea. I thought I literally looked at the TV. I was like, is there two Evan Ingrams in the league? Only one E squared, man. Only one. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, and I wrote in all caps here, uh, don't you dare let the Jags go three touchdowns, three, three, two point conversions to come back and tie this. It's just, uh, it's just that, that worry hit me right there. I was the most worried I was all day, fairly calm and stress-free day. But in that moment, it just felt like don't let them roll here with Trevor Lawrence coming off the injury and, and feeling like they're playing for something. Um, so Honestly. end of the third quarter, uh, yeah, end of the third quarter there, 30 to 14 Lions, uh, Jags. I gave him the third quarter, but it was close. Um, Lions out of the fourth, into the fourth, get another field goal. Badgley again, thirty to four or thirty-three, fourteen at this point. Here's your tabulation: if it, if there were touchdowns on those all those field goal drives, it would be forty-nine to fourteen at this point. Wow, all touchdowns, still no punts, punts at this point. And uh, I just have noted money badger, um, BA line of the week. Uh, but this week it's going to actually be the BAM, the BAM line of the week. Um, I think at that point I, I started to bump him up the list for being four for four. Um, defensive side of things, much better on the defensive side of things. Here's a note for you, Mitch. Alex Anzalone, this was probably his best play of the game. Read and react. Uh, just, I don't know if you were watching at this point, but he, the from the from the overhead view, nice nice view there of Anzalone just sniffing it out, making the tackle, making contact, and making the tackle in the backfield. Love that from him. It was a really good play. Again, I'm I'm willing to eat crow when I'm wrong. He he has been playing better. I believe he made that play. And let's get back to Chris Myers for a second, because why the <laughs> hell not? I believe he made that play. They came back from commercial and he said I think he said Anzalone was a more intimidating Fabio. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what he said. That's verbatim. He's yeah. not wrong. Yeah. I would honestly <laughs> But uh, I'm not gonna let you get that away with that deflection though. Andrew wanted to talk. Go uh, you guys co-host this podcast. This is yeah, not just your yeah, podcast, I Ben. I know. I know. No, Ben gets final say for sure. Tommy, Tommy cuts me out first. I was just gonna say he's he's a less intimidating Fabio to me. <laughs> That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. His hair is way too blonde. Agreed. Yeah, it's too soft. He's less defined in the nipple area. Oh. <laughs> what about the nipple area? He's less defined. Oh, okay. In the pectoral region. Yes, 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 yes. The whole thing. The, 
Just needs to hit that peck fly machine a little bit more, huh? That big dinner plate. He's got two of them strapped to his chest. <laughs> Anyways, uh, third down, St. Brown again after that obvious P.I. call that was missed, the biggest missed call of the day for sure. Um, and then the crowd was chanting, we want J-Mo at this point. Yes. Um, St. Brown gets another one. Goff was celebrating with the fans. St. Brown was fired up. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the the interaction he had with Ben Johnson on the sidelines, uh, Goff that is. I thought that was pretty cool, to be honest. I, th- yeah. I think that's a good sign of, like, everyone's clicking. I don't know if yeah. you saw it, yeah. Andrew. I didn't see it. Enlighten me. They touched hands. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> that, yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was as vague as that moment possibly could have got. I think Ben Johnson was walking the sideline, and Goff came up behind him and kind of gave him yes. a hug and wrapped around him and, and Ben kind of patted his hand and said, good, you know, good job or something like something. Along look, at these look at these two. Lovebirds. Lovebirds. Oh, cuties. New profile pic? <laughs> Definitely. That is, you, look, Andrew, just for you so you can see it, talk through it. But um, Oh, man, yes. You are right, man. So these are guys that are just clicking. And, I mean, we talked about it on Wednesday. They, they're coming out of the injury bug at the right time. I don't know if anybody's got the diagnosis on Bugs, if he's back. What the, I didn't see him come back. Tommy, look that up, would you? Uh, I didn't see him come back either. Uh, I thought I saw him maybe late in the game. I, I, but I, may I have think made, he came back that. late. Okay. I, I thought I saw him, but I, I get confused sometimes. Um, and I was paying a little bit less attention at this point in the game. Um, but, yeah, it felt like that Goff-Johnson interaction was kind of – I don't know, almost like foreshadowing of, of what things could be. Like we could go back and look at some of these moments, these flashes that we talk about and see a couple of years down the road, like, wow, that was when things started to go right. These stars are aligning for, for the Lions, man. We always we always want to stay grounded with the guys here on this podcast. We Andrew talk we talked about this. We don't want to stay we don't want to get too high, we don't want to get too low. We gotta stay grounded. But uh, it's starting to feel like something here. I struggle to stay grounded. And I do – I think they talked about Goff this week, said, no, we've turned the corner. So even Goff, who, you know, again, I, I think a little different pages on the game because I'm usually with you guys. He's kind of just the game manager. I've probably sent you several texts, Ben, that just say Goff is Goff. I mean, that's almost as descriptive as you can get. Um, I think he did play better today than he has. But when the leader of your offense is feeling that confident – it's it's a good sign. I mean, hanging hanging forty up on not a great team, but a solid team is a pretty damn good feeling. Truly, truly was. It was it's it's good to see. And uh, you know, if we, we if we score touchdowns on, I hate seeing we, but if the Lions score touchdowns on all those drives, like forty nine points, uh, fifty plus, perhaps. Um, I don't want to bring this up, but just because we were talking about golf. Um, did you guys see that Lamar Jackson liked the tweet of the NFL's NFL tweets out like every uh, scoreboard of every game, right? So they tweeted out the Lions' victory over the Jags, and Lamar Jackson liked the tweet. Dude, uh, I don't want to talk about this, Andrew. But <laughs> I know you love this, but I don't. I want to save this for the off season, but I just wanted to put that out there. I, I would like it to be known since I'm on here. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. You don't like him coming? No, it's too much money. I think. I. I mean. You're starting to see some of the work that Brad Holmes has put in. I mean, you guys have talked about it. Brad Holmes is that dude in the GM office. I mean, he uh, one million. He, yeah, he he knows how to pick them. So, to me, I, I think honestly, when I look at the way 
Dan likes to kind of run the team and it starts in the trenches. I kind of think back to when the Seahawks had their success on Russell Wilson's rookie contract and they just had some dog, the Legion of Boom, just dogs on the defensive side. So I'm more in the camp of build around them and maybe draft a younger quarterback. And I, I mean, there's no secret. Lamar wants, he doesn't want the bag. He wants the Brinks truck. I mean, he wants to get yeah. paid. Yeah. Yeah. He's his I'm own agent, man. It's, if that tells you anything. And I think they had offered him something along the lines of almost 50, 50 a year. And he wants it all guaranteed. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It I, is crazy. I, I guess my big deal with it is I it's I don't want to swing and miss. All these stars are aligning. I don't want to take a risk on on a drafted quarterback. I want somebody that's already like proven in the league. That's that's already a sure thing. Don't screw it up now, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have this discussion in the off season. Let's let's let chips fall where they may. Let's take it week by week. Let's build on what we can build on. Shout out Dan. Um, uh, kickoff team was dancing as well. The vibes were just continually high. Uh, the kickoff team was, it was just a good moment in Detroit Lions fandom. Um, and then the defense ends it with a fourth down stop uh, late victory formation for the Lions. Walk out of there victorious, feeling pretty good. Um, slim chance of the playoffs still. Rams lose. So the pick stays as four. Um, uh, we'll talk about the playoffs in a, in a, in a later episode probably because it's just that slim, uh, but a glimmer of hope still. Um, so let's let's crown a BAM a BAM line of the week. We talked about this off air. Um, uh, I got my list: St. Brown, Badgley, Chark, Goff. What do you guys think? I gave you my list. I had St. Brown, Goff, Badgley as my top three. Okay, I switched it up. We, it's I'm I'm a guest here, so I'm I'm gonna go with you guys. But I personally, I had golf. I think again, because normally I am with you guys, like game manager as a ceiling. But seventy five percent today, three forty, two touchdowns, no turnovers, and I actually, even though he looks like a baby giraffe when he scrambles, <laughs> I like to see that from him. I mean, it, that just to me, that's that's the Dan Campbell. That's what he wants. You know, he wants the people that are willing to put the body on the line. And there was actually the he ran out and it was it was pathetic if we're calling it what it is. But he acted like he was going to block for Swift at one point. And again, like I I noted that because I'm like, all right, how many how many quarterbacks are going to do that? So I I like to see that from him. But I did have golf and then St. Brown. And I honestly I I copped out here and I just put everybody. Yeah, like it felt like that kind of game. For yeah, sure, all just like all the Giants wins. Yeah, it was a it was an, it felt a lot like the the Giants win, but on a, a little bit better scale, just a little bit more clean, uh, and and just a, a a good one. Not like you 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 and I said, there's just not a lot uh, of negatives to talk about from this. Um, so we'll give it to St. Brown, the Sun God, um, and uh, we'll 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 give it to him this week. He's a he's a he's a back to back winner, I think, at this point. Uh, uh, a multi winner of this award. Um, I don't know if you guys we'll- agreed with this. Did you, so did the, my cause, my cleats, which I love that they do yes. this. St. Brown's feet looked like they're moving so fast with those yellow cleats on. <laughs> it, it was like, he would run and get in space. And I thought, how, 
how many steps is he taking? Which I'll, I'll give him the specific shout out because I looked it up. It's the Jesse Reese Foundation for Child Cancer, which is also just nice. awesome. Yeah. But I, I thought that right away. Like he got the first ball he got in a little bit of space. I thought, holy shit, his feet are moving fast. Yeah, he's got the he's got Drew Drew Brees lightning bolts on his feet. Yeah, it was those highlighters, man. It's kind of like when Michigan goes highlighter yellow uniforms. That's all I could think of on his feet. Yeah, it's the sun god on his feet. The, the sun is on his feet. Oh, no. <laughs> wow, he's flying down the field. Uh, let's talk about the NFL. Let's let's table all the Lions talk uh, for, for Wednesday when we we, um, we can talk about the playoffs and uh, all those good stuff. Oh, so, wait, one more thing. Uh, did you see? Oh. Did you see who got a play in? We talked about him on an earlier episode. Mr. Nate Sudfield himself didn't tarnish mm. Jared's stats in victory formation. Let let Nate. They put Sudfield in. I didn't know that. Yeah, let him take the negative yards. Oh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Build your resume, son. I, yes. I, I love that. I also, if Ben, if you're going to be the no fun police and not let us talk about the future, I have in here because I have been on the throughout the year. Um, draft jake moody because i just think that would be awesome and good lord has it been sad since prater left but i i have signed him badly i mean he's he's i think he's 11 for 12 on the year but he's he's got the one kind of hiccup miss but other than that i mean he's money that's all you need is a consistency yeah i think the only thing i have concerning about him is just he's he's money from like 30 to 50 and then 50 and above he's pretty shoddy like he's not gonna make a 63 yarder i don't think like he, he he's not a deep guy. I don't think you can. How many guys can can you say? I mean, even yeah. like Prater we, was there, but the, like the, I think he's yeah fifty and in. If you're gonna give me like ninety five percent on fifty and in, I'll, I'll take that. I guess we're just we've just been spoiled in the past. We, like several kickers down the line, right? The, the Lions have had yeah have just been have just been stellar kickers. So I think we've just been spoiled a little bit. It's probably just me. Um, not trying to. They have- not trying to be a, a the fun police here. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just trying to entice you to come back and uh, uh, Mitch and for later episodes. No, you that's, know, that's all. You I'm don't doing. have to try. I think it just comes natural to you. Of course. They had Mr. Hansen on the post game show yeah. with Lomas Brown. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a sight to see. Oh my gosh, what's the size difference between Lomas Brown? Uh, oh man, he was uh, between shoulder and nipple area. What's with the nipple okay. talk? I've been. <laughs> I don't know. Shirtless. Breast cancer awareness month was October. Crank. We're well past that. (laughs) Okay. Good cut glass at this point, I guess. Uh, Let's talk about the NFL. Uh, Sorry. Ben's got to keep things moving here. Um, Tommy's in my ear right now. Uh, Steelers. Well, hold up. Bills Patriots on Thursday. Not a lot to talk about there. Bills got the nice win. Uh, Bills. Bills continue to ride high in the AFC. Um, so let's talk about the games today then. Steelers, Falcons, Steelers, two in a row. I didn't think they had it in them. Uh, Falcons, you blew it. You you still had life in the NFC South, and you just, you, I mean, you're still probably alive because that gar- garbage division. But teams, uh, Falcons, dog. come on. Dog, they shouldn't be the Falcons. They should be the dogs and not, not good ones. <laughs> the dog pound. The Browns. <laughs> Oh, uh, I can't wait till we talk about that game. That that game got a little handsy. <laughs> Packers Bears, uh, our fellows in the NFC North. Packers come back from a deficit, 
sad bears today. Christian Watson balling out for the Packers. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like that. I also don't like watching Justin Fields look better week after week. Not only did he do it with his legs, that deep bomb, I don't know if you guys saw, was uh, chef's kiss. I thought they might be tank mode, too. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's hilarious because they can't even tank, right? I mean, you're eliminated from the playoffs. But, yeah, I'm I'm a little scared. What, what makes me slightly happy looking ahead, I think we may be, may be at a point where maybe the Packers take a back seat and start riding yeah. the toilet of the NFC North moving forward. I mean, Justin Fields is a stud. Like he, yeah. he is fast, fast. My only hope, my only hope with Fields is that Chicago ruins him, and they're they're trying to do their best at doing that right now. Like there's nobody around him. Uh, they got Claypool, but it's not helped. Um, I just hope that the Bears franchise does what they do with good players, and they just ruin him. That's my only hope because he's balling out. Yeah, I don't know if Claypool came back into the game. He did get injured in that game, though. Yeah, he did. <clears throat> I saw that. I saw that. It was early, too. Um, other team in the NFC North just dominating things. Vikings tried to clinch today, but with the Lions win, they do not officially clinch the North. Uh, they win over the Jets. Jets were down early, tried to make a comeback. Epic fourth down to Corey Davis. So I don't know if you guys saw that. Mike White looked like he broke his ribs on the play before. Like, yes. he looked all but dead. Um, and then the Jets... Nearly get in on fourth um, late, and then they actually get the ball back again. So they had two chances in this game. Uh, it's classic Vikings win, just winning by the skin of their teeth once again. I mean, come on. Every time, I, I don't understand. The the uh, the deficit is still probably the slimmest margin. But I mean, yes. give it to them. Win's a win, and sometimes I guess all white is not all right for the Jets. <laughs> Oh man, uh, one came back to bite me, didn't it? Um, How do I get kicked off of this podcast? <laughs> we said that we well, have to be careful with all the absolute dumpster fires. Everybody's done them with there. Mike White. Right? <laughs> it was good. Uh, I would. I was going to ask you guys that though, because I'm very much in the camp of the Vikings are frauds. They have one one win that was more than a one score win, and yeah. the only blowout they were involved in is when the Cowboys absolutely pooped on them to the point where they switched coverage on TV. I've never seen anything like that. Oh, that's crazy. They literally crazy. got pooped on. I just, I don't see it. We're going to, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. We'll see. We'll see what's what next week. Big yeah, time. That's, that's, that's the matchup next week. Lions in Detroit versus the Vikings. That's a huge matchup. That might even get um, game of the week talk from Fox. Uh, we get a better crew for that game for sure. Chris Myers will not be calling that game. That's for sure. That's that's going. That's either the B or the A team for Fox. Uh, that may be Greg Olson. Put that in the ticker file. Chris Myers calls that game. We no, no we revolt. Is there an opportunity for Akib to leave there? Oh uh, my God! I love Akib to leave. Oh man, uh, I like um, Vilma. I think Jonathan Vilma is not bad. I I'm okay on Vilma. He's he's all right. I like Greg Olson. I think Greg Olson does a good job for the okay. for the Fox guys. Yeah, I, I really like Greg. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, uh, it was sad to see Buck and, and Aikman go, but um, I think this crew's decent enough for Fox. Um, Commanders versus Giants in an overtime thriller, neck and neck all game. It felt like every time I saw this game, it was tied, just tied, tied, <laughs> tied, tied. Um, both teams tried to fail. Both teams failed to do anything in overtime. Just just nobody wanted to win this game. Missed 58-yarder with zeros on the clock. Uh, 
uh, I don't I don't know how the, if this helped hurt the Lions. I was I was trying to calculate it in the playoff machine. I don't know if the Lions needed the Commanders to win, the Giants to win a tie. I don't know what helps here, but uh, both teams get the awkward feeling at the end where, all right, that was stupid. It's now all just so weird for the Lions' playoffs hopes, and like I, I know we all said, like playoffs are just bonus round for us at this point. But as far as quarterback talk, Daniel Dimes looks like he's just going to keep preserving himself a job, which is <laughs> crazy to say. And on the other team, Tyler Heineke, or Taylor Heineke, say what you will. I mean, I want a quarterback that gives everything to win every single game, no matter what game. Yeah. Did you see him at? Did you guys see him at the end as the field goal went through or didn't go through? Obviously, hit the ground uh, short, but he was he was pointing up one. He wanted one on the clock. He wanted another play. <laughs> the guys, he wanted a shot at it. He wanted a shot at it late. I, I love it too. I love the talk that talk. Every time he gets a catches a W, gets the uh, gets the shoes to honor the team he beat. I I love that swag from that. I, I mean. To Andrew's yeah. point, someone who's going to go out and do it and get the respect of the locker room. I think Commanders losing helped the Lions today, I believe. Yes, it does. Or, I'm sorry. It wasn't a loss because it was a stinker tying helped the Lions. In, in, in some tiebreaker format, I think this was the best outcome, but it it's still, like we said, we'll talk about it on Wednesday, the full full breakdown, but basically it's going to come down to the NFC East for the Lions. So the Lions can win out and still not make it. It's just who we need the NFC East to basically lose every matchup against non NFC East teams, and then the 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 in division matchups need to just go a certain way. It's too much for me to even calculate right now at this point. Uh, just a lot of things have to happen for the Lions, but there is an opportunity. Quick update: um, Colts over the Cowboys right now, ten seven. Wow, Jeff Saturday season. This was our that was our that that was our don't overthink it game, Andrew. That was. <laughs> It's a rough Yikes. week for us. I don't know if that that may affect the playoffs too. I mean, the Cowboys are. I don't. I don't know. Let's let's talk about the other team in the NFC East. Eagles. Andrew and I both went Titans here. Uh, they never had a chance. Let's be honest. We, we should have been off that airwave or off that wavelength. Eagles commanding win. Um, AJ Brown against his old team revenge game. Uh, I didn't see a whole lot of this game. I know Hertz went off, uh, but uh, the Titans. Tried to keep it close at the beginning. I think it was seven seven. I think they even had the lead at one point, but it was it was shut the door season for the Eagles. They just go out and win it. No kidding. And AJ Brown said, I mean, he just showed like, you got rid of me. Why? Like, I am an absolute animal, and I'm home in Philadelphia. It's really, really bad wings. pick by you guys. Really, really bad. Oh, the whole. It just felt like a pick. time where Vrabel could get a win. Vrabel is always he's liable to go get a win against any team at any point if if he can get the team to buy in. And this felt like the opportunity. It felt like the Eagles without Gardner Johnson, like we're gonna kind of maybe maybe limp into the playoffs at least defensively. But uh, clearly not the case. Uh, Sneaky just, statement game from the Eagles, really. I mean, because yeah, I, I did think it was gonna be close, but they they throttled them. And Jalen Hurts is here. Yes, he is. He's arrived and, and he's in it for the long haul. Uh, yes, Andrew. No, no, no. I'm just in complete agreement. Just concurrence. Uh, Broncos versus the Ravens. So and I both had Broncos here. We we tried so hard. Lamar leaves with the knee injury. It's Huntley season. Broncos blow it to a backup. They go for a sad field goal at the end to try to win it, and it's just short. Uh, just pretty much encompasses all of the Broncos nation right now. They're Broncos country. Let's slide. Well, what do we say about <laughs> it? I... 
Mitch clearly didn't listen to the last episode. That was in the title. No, I, Broncos, I, I slide, openly admitted that to you. I openly admitted. I said I didn't catch the Wednesday episode. That it's a hand up. It's on me. Yep. But yep. let's slide. Yeah. God, God bless your puns. It's so bad. <laughs> there, there are of which there are many. And the Ravens just looked like they didn't want to win this game either. Ten nine. This is a Big Ten score. <laughs> it truly is. Is this Iowa Iowa State? The most interesting part of both of these teams right now is their kickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought I thought that kick was going in, the Broncos kick at the end there. I thought it was actually had a chance. It was like that Thursday night kick too. If you saw that one from uh, what was it the Patriots game or whatever, it was just going dead in and it just came up short. Yeah. Hit the crossbar. And the and the Giants the Giants kick looked like it was going in too at one point uh, t- today. Uh, yeah, uh, Broncos. We couldn't trust you either. Uh, Titans, Broncos. Two two missed two missed opportunities for Andrew and I. What if we put um, a faith in a lot of underdogs this week and they just yeah, nobody and, pulled and, out. And not no, just not a not a week for us. Um, speaking of not pulling out, Browns versus Texans. Uh, Deshaun Watson gets booed. Red zone interception. The crowd goes wild. Uh, bold for the Browns. I got to put this as a precursor. Bold for the Browns to. Just celebrate this guy all over social media today. Like their Twitter feed was just like number four enters the building. Number four. I'm like maybe maybe don't put him on every tweet. Like I, obviously you want to like yeah he paid a bunch of money for the guy. Like you're excited for him to be back, but maybe don't spread him out all over social media because you know what the comment section is going to be. Like come on, What's I think you have to right. I mean like you said you invest. No. It's it's like eating at Taco Bell. Like you don't feel good about it, but you did it. I mean, just I own think, it. I don't even think the Browns fans felt good about it, though. But he's here now. I don't think anyone will ever feel good about having Watson again, but I, I don't know what else you do besides just lean in. I guess. He knows. It's Cleveland, after all. I mean, did you guys see Jacoby Brissett made a, main appearances too, taking snaps? Because they were up by so much? No, he just came in at, at, at one point and then... Oh. Next snap to Sean was in. They were taking like changing out reps. They they looking at him on the sidelines, doing him a massage or something. Jesus, man, you're full of it. Full of are, it. Yeah, the Browns are letting everyone come in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh boy. I don't know the puns. The puns. I don't know if you saw Deshaun out there t- today too. He had that one that just like slipped right out of his hand, like he had just a little bit of extra lotion on still. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly thought you were just about to talk about his nipples. <laughs> yeah. It would have been right on par for the rest of the day today. Um, Texans turnovers all day long. Defense scores all across the board. There was only one offensive touchdown between both teams, I think, today, and it was from the Texans. Get out of here. You're, there was only one offensive touchdown in this game? Yeah, that's what that's what Hanson told me on Red Zone. I, don't, I didn't double-check it, but it, uh, did the Browns score all their touchdowns on, on – Defensive score. I did see a lot of defensive scores from him, but you know Siciliano doesn't come with those hard hitting facts, so I would have no idea. Probably because he's not going to have a job next year. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Can you double checking it, Tommy. Fumble, interception, safety, yeah. punt, punt, yeah. punt, 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 field goal, punt, field goal. Wow, what a way to go, Deshaun. Only one <laughs> offensive touchdown today, and it was from the, the Texans late in garbage time. This guy um, so just Browns, can't score unless he pays for it. 
<laughs> okay. That's just... <laughs> All right. All right. We had our fun there. That was actually pretty good. I, I got to give you credit on that one. That was actually really good for you. Um, oh, uh, a little bad. Come on now. No, Watch no, no. Out. It's all love. It's all love between the co-host and I. It's all love. Didn't feel like it. That felt pretty backhanded. Uh, no, no, no. He knows where I stand. Uh, so, Browns over their Texans. Um, Seahawks versus Rams. Shout out to the Rams for almost um, throwing this away. They almost took a win here. Um, so, going to need Wofford to just cool it. Just take it easy, man. We need you to continue to lose games. I don't know if you noticed, but your teammates are sitting out for a reason. It's to help the Lions. Um, Seahawks, Jihawks, uh, get it done barely. Uh, Rams didn't look too bad, though. Um, I don't know if you guys saw. Geno Smith and Kenneth Walker were, were jarring at it on the sidelines, though. Geno Smith? No, I didn't see that yeah, either. Yeah, and then Kenneth left with an injury at one point. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Geno took some heavy shots all day today as well. Yeah, Do you know what it was, yeah, it was about then? Uh, I mean, no, Gino, no, Gino kind of balled out a little bit. He had one pick, but other than that, I mean, he put up some numbers. Probably didn't pick no, up. No, have, didn't have the game on. It was just from Red Zone, and, and Red Zone actually did like a throwback to when it happened, so I'm not even sure the context, but uh, I don't know. Um, usually it's like wide receiver divas that go after the quarterbacks or the offensive coordinators, but it's rare, rare to see a running back. Uh, I don't know the context. We'll have to find that out. Um, but the Seahawks get it done. They keep their playoff hopes alive. That kind of hurts the Lions, but it helps the Lions because of the Rams' loss. Keeps that pick up in number four. Um, moving right along, Dolphins versus 49ers. Jimmy G, we talked about it. Um, broken foot, broken ankle. Um, and uh, Dolphins and, and the 49ers fought it out all game long. Um, but the 49ers, without... Jimmy G, they they bring in I don't even know who do you guys have the name handy? Who was the quarterback? It was Mr. Irrelevant, right? I had no idea. I was actually gonna ask you pregame. I saw Jimmy leaving on a cart and then never saw that game again. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a defensive game. The 49ers defense ultimately leads them to the win over the Dolphins, who I thought were gonna put up a lot of points, but um kudos to you, Andrew. You got this one correct. I had Dolphins with the offense. Over the 49ers defense, I thought the offense was better than the defense, but you were right. Defense was better than offense. Brock Purdy is your is your quarterback now for the 49ers. Um, and I, I, I believe I heard that correctly. He was the the Mr. Irrelevant in the last pick, uh, the last pick of this last year's draft. So the absolute bottom of the barrel. Uh, it's, who cares? The 49ers, I don't see them winning more games unless they can just – Absolutely, scheme something together here at end the season. Need them to get that win over the Commanders, though, if they if we want any hopes for the Lions. Um, yeah, so I, I guess it's to be seen. Uh, to be seen. I mean, you know, I was talking about it. Jimmy G was just kind of the body there, uh, so it, it doesn't take a lot to fill his void, especially with the weapons that you have with Debo Samuel and CMC. But uh, Bosa um, and that defense uh, just just animals out there. They are uh, once again. And uh, to be seen on what what the future holds for the 49ers. They're 8-4. Dolphins fall to 8-4. Two games left here. Chiefs-Bengals, this was my game of the week. uh, And it led up to that. Um, Jamar Chase uh, making it rain earlier gets the the penalty on a touchdown that he didn't even score. Uh, It was T. Higgins. Um, But Jamar Chase, I just tell you what. The Bengals look so much scarier with Chase in the lineup. And uh, they 
do what we thought they would. They they got the victory over the Chiefs. The Chiefs lose their first one in six games. Needed one on the road, I believe, in Cincinnati. Cincinnati yep. needed this for their season. I think we said that on some, on Wednesday as well. And the Chiefs kind of needed like approve it. Are you an actually for real team? And I mean, they hung in there and. The Bengals just kept clawing all day long. It felt like they were getting bullied at time, but clawed their way through this game. Literally clawed, Bengal clawed their way in, and uh, I'm, I'm, they're, they're my team to watch out for with Jamar Chase back in the lineup. This is a different team. Um, uh, I 100 agree. I, I was just gonna say, all of a sudden, it feels like the Bengals might own the AFC. Yeah, the Bills are solid, but you know, Bills are susceptible to falter. The Bengals own the Chiefs. I, the poor, Patrick Mahomes is—he just does so many good things. It's like we—I feel like we take him for granted because he's so good. But the Bengals own him. Well, and it's—and I don't know. Maybe it would be different in Arrowhead, but um, I, I think you're right. Bengals just seem to have the number. It's going to be real interesting between those four teams, though: Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, and I'll throw the Dolphins in there. I—I I think they're—they're they're worthy of that category as well, but. Those four teams, man, it's going to come down to one of those four teams going to the, the Super Bowl for sure. Um, uh, I'll get your popcorn ready for those games. Those, the Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Bengals, Bills, Chiefs, w- whatever. Those are always must-watch games. The Bengals do what like the like dominating Chiefs did for a while, where they can play you very close and they can win close games if they want, but they can play you close and then like. Two and a half minutes later, you can be down 17 points. Yes. You know? (laughs) That's the the AFC style, too. Like, there's a couple teams like that, you know? That's why these games are always so fun to watch because you can't can't look away because you might might miss three touchdowns. It's that quick. (laughs) Yeah, leave them alone. Leave them. Let that. Let's not literally beat a dead horse in which the Broncos are. Oh. Let's not be, literally beat the dead. I horse. wish I knew the guy's <laughs> TikTok, but I, I keep watching his TikToks pop up, and he's tracking how many touchdown touchdowns Russell throws compared I saw to how that. many uh, toilets he has in his house. I he okay. did, well, he didn't get didn't didn't help it today. So I think it was. <laughs> I, I believe it's twelve toilets, and I think he's at ten touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. No, I believe 12 is the number for sure. That was a huge house. It was like a $9 million house or whatever it was in Denver or outside of Denver. But um, 12 toilets is a dream. Uh, I could use I could use each one every day. Uh, I go about 12 times a day. You might want to see a doctor, dude. That's just healthy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. One more, in the, one more in the AFC, one more in the NFL here be, be, before we finish things out here. Chargers versus Raiders. Uh, this game not super relevant, especially because the Chargers lost. But Andrew, your black hole get the W here, as we predicted. Shout out to us. We need to take the wins where we got them this week because we called a lot of upsets that didn't go our way. But we got this one. We got the Raiders over the over the Chargers. Herbert and the Chargers once again prove that they are not worthy. Fraudulent at last. Can we finally slap the label on the Chargers, please? Yeah, and that that almost all but seals their fate as not making the playoffs at six and six now i was gonna say slightly relevant because you've got the jets kind of hanging in there right as that last spot so it's kind of gonna come down to jets pats chargers raiders are kind of on a little bit of a run here a little bit of a heater i know ever ever since Derek carr went up and cried like a little bitch (laughs) they're playing well. well 
The Steelers, too, like five and seven now as well. I think they don't make the playoffs, but they're sneakily, quietly getting their way up there. And um, they've got to play the, the Ravens twice. So the Ravens, uh, I mean, we'll see what this Lamar injury is. Uh, didn't look super serious, but I'm a little bit concerned if you're a Ravens fan. Like, they might slip out. of, They might get kicked out late here uh, by the Jets or the Chargers, maybe. Um, in the playoff machine, like, they're at best probably a six seed. So they're going to be on the line, I think. It's jumbled. It's jumbled at the bottom of both AFC and NFC. I mean, even the Brown Stars are not out of it yet. Oh, come on. It's Brownie the Elf, dude. Show some respect. Put him, put they a, have put an a... official mascot now. After the dog died, they went and put an elf on the field. Yeah, that was crazy by them. Uh, I, nobody asked for that. Some people's nobody. kids. <clears throat> that's, that's a good way to sum up our NFL talk. Some people's kids. That just surmises it all. Um Let's talk about college football real quick. Um, could have been a quiet week. Could have been a hold serve week for everybody. Could have had the top four all just win their college uh, conference championships. Of course, that didn't happen. USC and Caleb Williams just do not want to win against the Utah. The defense just refused to tackle all game. Uh, just just a classic. We'll, we'll rue the day that they joined the Big Ten and, and try to play defense against any of those teams. Um it's just going to be crazy. But um, USC falls out, obviously. Ohio State jumps in. TCU falls late in overtime, but they hold serve. They continue to stay at three. Max Duggan almost had a Heisman moment there, felt like. Uh, put the team on his back. He was cut, bruised, battered. Like, dude was just putting his body out on the line. Uh, and, he, of course, he had the heart surgery, like, uh, I don't know, however long ago. Like, dude is just putting it all out there. Yeah, uh, So Yeah, TCU um, staying in, so it'll be Michigan versus TCU and Georgia versus Ohio State. Did you watch that? Did you guys watch that TCU-Kansas State game? I mean, yes. Doug and literally, I, at the end of the game at OT, when they, I think they went run, run, run to lose the game. How you don't let Duggan yeah. decide that game is, is beyond me. Talk about putting yeah. in the work and you take the ball out of his hands in the yeah. most crucial point in the game, but all around great great weekend for for college football really. I I love I love the mayhem. The, the drama is what a lot of people live for, right? exactly, especially as you feel pretty comfortable with Michigan in there. You knew they were making it either way. Um but uh, yeah, Duggan was just gassed at that point. Um that's the only reason I can see that's the only reason I can see not going to him there, but uh they had a timeout. They there was time there was time there. Um I I, I agree completely. I don't yeah. love it. Michigan is just on I mean all Michigan has to do is be tied, and then they really like to play. They just love to blow the doors off people in the second, second half. half. It's it's unreal. The best second half team in the country. I dream scenario. I, I think you guys tell me what you think. A Michigan Ohio State national championship kind of gives me chills. It would be nuts. Um, out in SoFi, I know some people that might go to that game, uh, but. Yeah, I just don't think that'll happen. I think Ohio State's a fraud. Like, I don't think they're good enough to beat Georgia. Um, even even if they put their best out there, I, I still think Georgia's the better team. Uh, I think I talked about this off air, but I think you could have had a, just you could have just skipped the the top four this year in, in the semifinals. You could have just had Michigan Georgia. Not saying that it's a it's an automatic dub over TCU, and I'm not saying Ohio State's definitely going to lose to Georgia, but I think you could have skipped. 
the semifinals and just go, it just just went straight Michigan Georgia and one versus two, and no one could have complained because those are clearly the best two teams on paper. Yeah, I would agree. I didn't see the TCU game, but I I saw the ending of the USC Utah game. And I just absolutely hate that Ohio State gets new life because of this game. You yeah. see Urban Meyer just grabbing a fistful of dudes on after the after game show. He was so happy. It was just a different change of scenery. There was no women up there for him. Yeah, I'm glad you made that joke. I wish it was better, honestly. But <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, to me, he, he's right up there. I, and this might be reaching. Him and Deshaun Watson are like in the same category. Just absolute sleaze bags. Garbage yeah. humans. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Garbage. Garbage yes. humans. I don't yes. understand how he, like a guy like Urban Meyer, uh, every Saturday, I got to look at this doofus's transition lenses on national television. <laughs> I, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. The fact that he can go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. No, no, nope. Uh, mine's my statement is the final statement. Okay, so go ahead. fair, good. It's just garbage that he can just keep bouncing from uh, program to ESPN, and then you know goes to a program, and all of a sudden some allegations come up, some bad shit happens, and uh, oh, health scare. Want to be with my family? Gets an ESPN job, and then rinse and repeat. Let's do it again. Yeah. Uh, program, I might correct you there. <laughs> okay, program fair enough. As well. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, let's let's be clear. This is not a Deshaun Watson and not a Urban Meyer podcast. Let's let's put that out there to the world. That's 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 a statement from us here at the Lion Share. Um, how about uh, coaches switching jobs? Deion Sanders um, goes to Colorado. Pretty crazy move, um, and he's obviously going to bring a lot of guys with him. Including his son. Yeah, and I don't think a lot. I don't think a lot of people are happy with the way he's doing it. From what I'm seeing on on the social media, he's kind of feels like he's hustling out. Yeah, that's, he's a divisive guy, kind of as it is. He's very, you know, like a showman. Um, so you either love him or hate him, kind of guy. And uh, you know, I think the thing that people will have the bug with is that you know he was he went to Jackson State HBCU and like said that he was going to build that program, which he did. And, uh, you know, like, but he was saying, like, he's going to continue to stay there because it's an HBCU and, like, build up the HBCUs as a whole. And then he jumps ship when the money comes, which uh, you can't blame the guy. See, I think, yeah, it's it's the HBCU thing. But who even, I, I mean, hand up, I didn't know what the, what the HBCU was before Dion got there. Oh, no. So I think he's done his piece. Um, and he's just doing what every other coach does. I mean, he's, yeah. he's elevating his career. So, yeah, you're climbing the ladder and. I mean, I, I think it'd be kind of awesome to see him take the same success to Colorado and then see what's next. I know he was rumored to be considered Auburn. for the Auburn job. Yeah. I mean, that would be that to me is a is a massive quantum leap to go from yeah. Jackson's all due respect to Jackson State and the HBCU. But that that's a big leap. So it'll be interesting to see what he does at Colorado. He's already made a pretty bold statement and basically said his his uh, staff is going to out recruit the entire country at Colorado. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, their 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 Instagram CU football or whatever it is or CU athletics I don't know one of the two had like fifty thousand followers last night and uh, by the like twenty four in less than twenty four hours it's already eighty six thousand or something it's almost doubled um, overnight which is which is just the Dion effect Um, I did I did have hope that he would go to Auburn just because um, I, I have and maybe he eventually will but had hopes and dreams, the, like just the, the dreams of uh, Saban 
versus Dion, Auburn, Alabama, and the Iron Bowl would just be nuts. Incredible. Just incredible thought from you. That I mean, can you think of two more opposite people, even no. though they did a com- they've done a commercial together or two? Andrew and I talked about it. It just oh my gosh, that would just be amazing. Good, good, I, good, uh, good coach hiring, I think, all around. I think all the programs, programs that made Thank coaching you. moves, yep, like everything seems pretty solid. I think Luke Fickle is going to do pretty oh. well at Wisconsin. Yeah, love, we talked about it. Uh, love that hire. Love the Nebraska hire as well, getting Matt Rule. Uh, just seems like right fit. They like, hey, these oftentimes these these hirings uh people go out and try to make a big move a big splash or just try to try to do too much as the in the hiring process instead of just getting the guy that's there right yep uh, i think i think all these teams did that all these universities programs programs did that and uh just did the, did the right thing so um kudos to them uh i want to talk about one thing before we end the show the dr Pac, dr pepper one hundred thousand dollar challenge it needs to change the the chest throw is is straight cheese and I think everybody agrees with that, but you have to do it. Like you can't, you can't overhand throw it. You'll, you'll lose every time. Uh, so you, it's just a cheese move. It started a couple of years ago, or however long ago it was, um, where where people started doing this chest throw, and now it's just the it's the it's the thing now. Um, I, I want. I think it's a time uh, saver, right? I mean, about get up as many shots as possible. No, just, yeah, yeah. I just want. I yeah. just want the NCAA to just ban the chest pass and just make them throw. If you just put a ban on it, I want a million reviews in this. I want. I want Mike Pereira. So what, in my well, what's ear your suggestion? Down throws you, I feel like you slots. have to, you have to come to the table with a suggestion. You can't just say, "Hey, this stinks out loud." What's the next move? Oh, just you just ban the chest throw and you make them do a, a, a traditional. Do you throw. actually uh, want to do a traditional throw? Go back I, to the, I, well, that's I, how it started. It started as, think, as a regular throw, and then people like somebody along the way, probably a med student or somebody smarter than the rest of the world, was like, you know what? I don't need to do an overhand throw. I can chest pass this, get off more velocity, get off more throws, and make more accurate throws. Getting fired up again. I think this was more of a situation where it was like uh, somebody didn't have the athletic ability to throw it. And then you're going to have to be, be able to police it. You're going to have to have a ref there. He's like, not there that. already is a ref there. Oh, okay. Well, that's there's fair. two. Okay. They have the resources. I think just make it basically a miniature combine, make them run like yes. a 40, yes. do a vert, a long jump, oh and my God. See, see what happens. Can Shuffle you imagine drill, the ratings? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. So um, yeah, that's just live. my soapbox. That was just my soapbox. I didn't really care that much about. It really it. was a soapbox because I feel like you yeah. got really fired up about that. Didn't want to no, end the I'm show just, without it. Just, just the personality. Yeah, gotta, I guess. I guess, I guess. Yeah, I guess when you run the show, you get to talk about whatever you want, however stupid <laughs> it is. We all run the show. All three of us, uh, three man, three man monster today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, it was all over the place, but expect nothing less from the lion's share and their shareholders. New board member, Mitch from Fort Wayne. Thanks for joining us. We'll hope to have you back next week and perhaps in future weeks ahead. <sighs> Until next time, go Lions. We've got a break from the CF uh, college football for a few weeks until the big ones at the end of the year. Michigan versus TCU, December 31st. The NFL is really heating up. Five more weeks. We'll talk about the next five in the second half of the five of five or the, or the 10 of 10, whatever. Four of five was alive and well completed. Let's talk about the next five on Wednesday. Go Lions. I've never heard that. Shut up. It's like it goes into the music.
Oh, I've never, I've never heard that noise. Uh, it's in the end never. Oh my god. All 30 episodes have had that. I've never, never have I ever heard that Cleveland Brown elf noise. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. You get a disc brownie? That's a lion meow. That was time now. fucking awesome. That was awesome. Welcome back. Welcome in to the Lions. <laughs> okay, you fucker. I got a new. I got to put. I got to put him off screen. Hold up. <laughs>